cryptids and milfs. I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm Ella, and you are entering the sovereign country of Scully Nation, where the flashlights are flickery and the blazers are boxy. This is an X-Files rewatch podcast. We rewatch the X-Files, we talk about it, and this is my first time doing so. This is my fourth time doing so. Fourth time watching, long time watcher, first time talker. I guess. Yeah. You yeah. probably haven't recorded yourself talking about this episode before. You don't know. Wow. You don't know the depths of my uh, record app on my phone. <laughs> if you had recordings of your unfiltered thoughts on X-Files episodes and we weren't playing them every week, yeah. I would be very mad. Um, well, there's just a lot of copyrighted uh, audio behind me. Oh, I uh, see. So we can't legally. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, what, yeah, like yeah. we're blasting Taylor Swift while you yeah, talked exa- about it? Exactly. I don't okay. want her on my ass. Wow, that's fair. Yeah. she She'll get you. She really like Disney that way. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Well, you know what else is like Disney? What? Nothing in this episode. All right, cool. (laughs) But I'm about to introduce it to you anyway. I guess facile um, morals and plotting. um, Mm, Okay. And no, not really. (laughs) Disney's better than the session. Yeah. I like Disney, like shows and stuff, movies. Do you? I guess. I don't know. I'm like really digging myself into a yeah, hole what, here. What are you talking about? I, mean, I don't know. I like watched them growing up. Okay. You know, well, growing Lion, up. Like, sure, sure, The Lion sure. King. You know. uh, yeah. We all, I mean, we all love the Lion King. You're yeah. not special. I, well, I'm not trying to be special. I'm, I'm just joking. trying to like, I'm not trying to be like a holier than thou. Like, I see. I've never watched a Disney movie. But... I never have. Okay. But that's just because I grew up, I was raised by wolves. Well. So I never had the opportunity. Wolves love, uh, oh, well, I was going to say Balto, but I don't think that was Disney, was it? Balto? What? Isn't that what it was called? What are you talking about? Am I picking up that? a movie? I don't know. Was Balto? It? Yeah, like about the dog. I don't know what that Balto. is. Balto. Is that like Baltimore? Yeah, Balto. The, <laughs> the movie. I've never heard of this before. I was raised by wolves. But it's of about course I've never wolves. heard of Okay. Um, right. It's loosely based on a true story about the dog of the same name who helped save children infected with diphtheria in the 1925 okay. serum run to Nome. <laughs> no, I don't know if that's how you say it. I think it is. Um, um, yeah, it's. I don't think it's Disney though. Uh, well, we're failing Universal. on multiple fronts tonight. This is humiliating. This is so we're just trying to avoid talking about the episode. What? Sorry. This is no. This is my favorite episode. Is it? I was just I'm, desperate for something else. I'm excited to talk about season four. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. season four, episode mm-hmm. sixteen unrequited. Well, he's unstoppable? Is that what you're telling me? I think the Tiger has an ability. The ability to effectively erase himself from the visual field. If he's invisible, then why is he on this video clear as day? I think that he can hide himself from human sight by manipulating something that Scully has referred to as naturally occurring, a blind spot. That is conjecture, sir. You mean even if I'm looking at him? He might not be able to see him. Isn't it true that U.S. soldiers have reported the unexplained appearance and disappearance of V.C. Gorillas? I've read the dispatches myself. I mean, maybe Tigger learned something from his captors in 25 years of isolation. All right. Well, tell me about it then. I would love to. If it's your favorite episode. My favorite episode of The X-Files aired on February 23rd, 1997. It was written by, you guessed it, who else? Who else? Our dear beloved Howie, but not just him. Um, the story was by Howie. The teleplay was by Chris Carter and Howie. Wow. For a reason that you will discover after we finish talking about the plot. Is it but the I fact think that you he's can guess. bad at it and he needed help because he's an idiot? 
nope, no offense. <laughs> I don't know. He's not an id. He's just not good at writing, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably not either, but I'm sure. also not getting paid to work on a TV show. Yeah. I'll keep you in suspense. You'll find out at the end of the episode. <laughs> I okay. Can, I think you can probably guess. Okay. Uh, and this episode uh, was directed by Michael Lange, who he was doing his best. Yeah. He was doing his best. Well, I actually, I thought the director was like noticeably weird. Oh, is it? In okay. this episode. I don't know. Or maybe it was more the editing, but something maybe. was weird. Okay. I don't know that I noticed, but I'll okay. take your word for it. Um, well, Lange, uh, this is his last episode of the show, but he has previously directed Ascension, Miracle Man, and Young at Heart. One of those was a good episode. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This episode takes place in Washington, D.C., Fort Evanston, Maryland, Demeter, Virginia, the Pentagon, and Georgetown Medical Center. Nice. Which is Ellen Bledsoe's A represent. Uh, just <laughs> she wasn't there this time. No, but I mean, she, ra- she rarely is. <laughs> I mean, she's coming back at some point, right? She was introduced in Shadows, I think. Okay, so well, she definitely will appear in a bad episode. That's fair. Yeah. But she's coming back, right, that actor? I think so. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm going to lose my shit. I think she's in She's in one of the movies. I think it's the second one, though. So we have to wait a long time. Well, okay. <laughs> but I'm excited. No one remembers who this is, but that's fine. That's just a little we secret do. for us. We know who Ellen yeah. Bledsoe is. Yeah, we do. And we love her. We do. Hmm. All right. And a short plot synopsis of this, in case you could possibly forget which one this is. Mm -hmm. The mysterious assassination of a high-ranking military official has Mulder and Scully racing against the clock to stop a seemingly unstoppable and invisible assassin. That's spooky. Nice. I'm so excited. Is this episode exactly like The Walk? I don't really remember what happened in The Walk, so yes. (laughs) <laughs> it's like a it's like a disgruntled veteran who kills people invisibly. Oh yeah, was Howie involved in that? I think you brought that one. Wait, 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 wait. There's only about four seasons of the show, and they're already repeating their worst. Okay, no, 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 no. He didn't write that one. Okay, is this like the walk fan fiction that Howie wrote then? I guess. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna find out. Howard, come on, find out. Alright, well, shall yeah. we jump into the retreaded meat of this episode? Let's do it, yeah. Alright, we we open uh, on the U.S. Capitol Mall near the Vietnam War Memorial. In media res. Oh, it, we're in the most resed media that yeah, you've ever seen. Yeah, we are. Because we will see this exact same scene again <laughs> later in the episode. Yes. So, a huge crowd has turned out for the night to watch a general give a speech about, I don't know, all the disrespect the Vietnam vets took from the American public or something. We have, like, American flags prominently flying. I feel like that's important to point out. (laughs) There's a lot of nationalism on display here. And the crowd is loving it. They're clapping. They're losing their minds. I don't know why. It's not that great a speech, honestly. But, you know, whatever. Um, I guess they're an easy crowd. They were already riled up. I guess so. A lot of the crowd appears to also be veterans or active Mm -hmm. duty military uh, the general continues talking about how, whatever, vets made the ultimate sacrifice. We must never forget them. This will be revealed to be ironic later in the episode. Mm-hmm. So, you know, enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> it's very good writing. Yes. Um, and we we suddenly and excitingly see that Skinner is sitting on the stage behind the general, which is um, the only thing keeping me interested in this scene. <laughs> and it looks He's looking like- very stern. Oh, He's, he's... As always. He's frowning. Mm-hmm. He's scoping stuff out. Yeah, he is. He's staring into the crowd like he's expecting trouble. 
Mm -hmm. And he is very subtly speaking into his wrist. (gasps) Oh, yeah. To talk to his field team. Very subtly. Who are making their way through the crowd. He might as well have, like, put up road flares and, like, a megaphone and just, like, shouted at the crowd. Like, I mean, come on. Like, just to get a phone out at that point. Do a walkie-talkie, It was embarrassing. Kind of. But that's fine. Skinner can do no wrong, in my eyes. That's fair. Uh, So Skinner starts asking for, where's your position? Where's everybody's position? So now we see that Mulder and Scully and a couple of spares are going through the crowd looking for somebody. We don't know who, but they're probably up to no good, whoever Mm -hmm. it is. Um, So Mulder is standing around. He's like, he's here. I can feel him. Which is, I mean, that's his usual level of detective work. So, you know, it feels right. It feels right. Um, then we go to Scully. Scully does see their target, so she holds up a picture of their target looking very bedraggled in Vietnam, we can assume, from mm-hmm. context. Mm-hmm. So whoever they're looking for is probably a veteran of some sort. Um, so Skinner tells Scully to not take her eyes off of him. So Scully follows, but then, she, and she has her eyes on him the whole time, but then he seemingly disappears. Oh my God. Very weird. It's almost like he's invisible like hmm. the idea of the american vet in hmm. american culture <laughs> there you go it's see it's a very subtle mm. thread that howie is weaving okay but, yeah but we're assembling a couple of threads um so Mulder has his eagle eyes peeled he does see the guy through the crowd and he also loses him but then the target seemingly appears out of nowhere he pulls a gun Mulder pulls his out everybody freaks out they take cover um skinner pushes the general down it's all very exciting but then the target just straight up turns invisible right before Mulder's eyes what the heck oh my god that sounds like an x-file i need to know what's gonna happen right after this moment immediately it's gonna take you a while what sorry that was just to get you interested to whet your appetite or Sorry, to vet your appetite. (laughs) (laughs) Is it like, um, now not to hate on the concept of media res, but I'm about to hate on the concept of media res. It's almost like you think that you can't hold the audience's interest by starting the story where it should start. So you start at the climax. Wow. Um, It's it's like it's bad writing. Wow, this is hot. It's a hot take. Sorry. I mean, does it always inherently mean starting at the climax? Doesn't it just mean starting in the middle of some action? Yes, but I'm I'm talking about okay. this, this, where way. they start this at way. the climax and then yeah. go back, which... Yeah, it is not great. I mean, has that ever been done? Well, prob- there's probably some yeah. random... But not traditionally. No, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah. I see your point. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, yeah. Credits. Credits over. We see a helicopter landing in Maryland 12 hours earlier. So we know we're going to have an action-packed 12 hours to yeah. get our friends to yeah. that crowd. It's all very 90s thriller. It yeah. feels like. It does, yeah, this feels yeah. like a bad movie and mm-hmm. not an X-File. Yeah. But anyway, so a general, another general, different general, gets out of the helicopter into a waiting limo and the limo drives off of the, out of Fort Evanston and onto a highway. 
There is, I want to point out, there was a guy, there's like a soldier standing right by the car with like flags, like an air traffic controller, and he like waves the flags and he says, go, go, go. It's just like a a car car pulling out of a parking lot, which I did like that guy. That's very funny. I just want to recognize what he was bringing to the table. You know, he's practicing. He's One day he's going to be an air traffic controller, but for now it's just cars. Well, he's like studying by night. He was like studying for a test. Mm -hmm. So he's like, hey, hey guys, I know it's kind of weird because it's just a car, but can I just like practice this out? And they're like, yeah, of course. Fine. We support our, Mm -hmm. we support our troops. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unlike some people. Unlike this general. Thank you. So he's in the back uh, of the limo and he rolls up the partition and takes out a special little folder from his briefcase so he can do some secret general stuff. But then... I thought the partition... I thought he didn't pull it up. I thought it like went up by itself and the doors locked. The doors did lock on their own. So maybe he didn't do that. Because I thought... Tiger was doing that. Oh, okay. Maybe. maybe not. I don't know. No, I guess that would make sense. Okay. Never mind. He doesn't react very much. No, to other it could days. be either. It doesn't matter. So I guess he, I think maybe the general thought that the driver was doing it and the driver thought that the general was doing Probably. it. And all of them were wrong because it was, in, I called him Invisivet. Oh, in Invisivet. Um, okay. Okay. So I don't know. We'll see all if right, that sticks sure. or not. <laughs> you know, like Invisalign. Yeah. Um. Okay. So he's like doing stuff. Suddenly weird stuff happens. A playing card suddenly appears on the ground of the limo and he leans down to pick it up and sees that it's a king of hearts with the skull logo on the back. Mm. So we know it's Scully now. <laughs> you know, Scully. Uh-huh. Um, no, I'm kidding. And suddenly we see Invisivet from the cold opening, the guy who disappeared. Oh my God. And the general is like, how the hell did you get in here? And then the vet points a gun at him, and we hear a gunshot as the limo veers off the side of the road. This poor driver is not going to... It's not going to be good for him. No. I think he is going to be blamed. Yes. So he does run to the back of the limo, and he sees General McDougal dead with a bullet wound right in his forehead, and no one else in the car. Yeah. The skull-branded playing card lying on his chest. I think you mean General McDoodle. Oh, sorry. McDoodle. is what I called him. (laughs) I like that. That's cute. Yeah. I, I wish know. my name was McDoodle. Uh, we all do. We all that's, do. That's his second job. He does a drawing school mm. called General McDougal's... Mc- Doodle? McDoodle. No, General oh. McDougal's McDoodle store, store. I don't know. I see. I see. There's. It's. We got a workshop. Okay. <laughs> okay. We got to help him come up with a better name. All right. How about just McDoodles? Nope. Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. No, wow. you're right. General McDoodles. You're right. That's better. <clears throat> all right. General McDoodle's Drawing Emporium. But now they're out of business because he's dead. And it's very sad. Yeah. R.I.P. So we go to FBI HQ. We got our man Skinner. He is given the lowdown to a group of people. Not just Mulder and Scully this time, but a bunch of people. Um, So General McDoodle was shot in the head. (laughs) Um, The target has not been apprehended. And they have uh, found out that the wound was not self-inflicted, or at least they think so. Um, But his driver, who I just called this guy Private Dork... Yeah. All right. So Private Dork is currently being held on suspicion of murder because he was the only person there. So obviously it had to be him. Um, so we're... They have suspicion. They have great suspicion that there is some sort of an accomplice because of the presence of the death card at the scene. I don't know why that implies a, an accomplice, but it doesn't um, matter. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They knew it was, like, used by Vietnam vets to mark their kills, so I don't know if they thought that it was a Vietnam vet, and obviously this 
could be. Private Nerd was too young. Yeah. How did Skinner know that those cards were used? I think you know. Skinner. He loves murdering Vietnamese people. I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, who knows? Who, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, he's an angry man. That's and true. he did he did so many drugs in Vietnam. <laughs> Every single Every one. Every single drug he All could. All the ones that they had. He could have done anything on those drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so Private Dork, uh, they have discovered, now that they've done some background checks on him, um, they think that he might have ties to a paramilitary organization called the Right Hand, whose aim is violent revolution. Um, and General Block who's the guy from the beginning, the cold open. Mm-hmm. There's too many generals in this episode. No, general cold open. <laughs> general cold open. Um, he thinks, wait, could it be like, because we got General McDoodle uh-huh. uh, and then General Block. It's like blocks and doodling, like kindergarten activities. Oh, okay. Could there be a theme here? General recorder. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, let's just keep up the kindergarten yeah, theme. I like right. that. I like that. So General Building Blocks from the beginning. Um, he thinks that this whole situation could lead to a very public loss of lives. That might be what the the perpetrator is leading up to and there are this weekend there are dozens of high-ranking military officials in washington to rededicate the veterans war memorial so that seems like a very good um target mm-hmm. so they got to do something so at that moment Mulder and scully walk in to listen i don't know why they were invited but you know they're cool they're cool i think that i think skinner just likes them <laughs> maybe i think he just assigns them to cases fair enough um so Mulder uh, asks whether the private private dork is telling the truth and whether he is innocent, um, but they don't know. Um, he raises the question, but if he didn't do it, who did it? I don't exactly. know. Uh, maybe a kindergarten teacher. Oh, could be. Um, so, but they don't care about that. They're going to pursue their obvious lead, which is the right hand. The right hand's leader is an ex-Marine called Dennis Markham. Um, Markham, Marker, oh, Marker. yeah. Uh, I'm just saying. I mean, I think this is coming together. Up. This is definitely deliberate. Mate, so, well, <laughs> if it wasn't Howie. Well. I'm sure well. he's done deliberate stuff. I'm sorry. It's true. Um, so... They need to put a stop to any of the right hand's plans. That is their goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so Skinner issues field assignments. He tells them that they have less than 12 hours. In 12 hours, we got to return to our climax. So we got to get <laughs> a move on. So after everybody leaves, Mulder and Scully walk up to Skinner to get like to get the real story. Yeah, yeah not the not the public story. Mm-hmm. So Skinner, he's like, yeah, man, I don't know. I'm just flying by the seat of my pants here. It's super weird. So this is why I want you on the case. So Mulder and Scully, I, I guess they have been doing a polygraph on Private Dork. And the polygraph said that he was telling the truth. And in the world of TV, that means something. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mulder, of course, believes the private because he wants the weird explanation. Um, but then Scully asks whether they can serve the warrant on uh, Mr. Marker. What what uh what scent of marker is he? Because it has to be like a scented marker, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why pineapple came to my mind first because I don't think pineapple. that's right. It doesn't feel quite right. Yeah. I was gonna say like, like bubble gum. Ugh. I mean, yeah, but this maybe. guy kind of sucks. Yeah, maybe. Um, 
sweat. Sweat. Banana. <laughs> sweat. Yeah. Uh, the sweat scented marker. I love the sweat scented marker. Whoa. I use that every day. Is that like the where they did those the birdie bots beans mm. thing? Yeah, yeah that like, like actually had all the gross flavors. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and you could combine them both and have a great time. <laughs> a great time. That was, that was my kindergarten man, mm-hmm. which is strange because yeah, that doesn't. <laughs> I was in kindergarten uh-huh. before Harry Potter was like so much a thing. Yes, but it's just what happens. Wait, when was the first one released? I guess it, Harry Potter was probably, like, kind of a thing by the time I was in kindergarten, right? Okay, not the movie, the book. The book. Come, Come on. on. Well, um, the first book was published in 1997. Okay. So. So, technically. Yeah. Well, you know, she's she's got some issues. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> don't days. need to get into that. Anyway. <laughs> so. um, I just feel like I shouldn't mention Harry Potter with that. Sure. Um, cab. Uh, yeah. So they're going to go serve this warrant. And Skinner's like, please do not fuck this up. <laughs> there are so many generals in town. And he does, he does also, now, because this is part of the theme. Mm-hmm. He does tell them that, you know, they have to do this right because he's seen more dead soldiers than he ever cares to see. Oh, yeah. It's part, it's part of the theme of the episode, the, the subtle threat nice. that goes through the whole episode. Howie, <laughs> you wily bastard, you're always getting themes in there oh yeah oh yeah subtly so we go to demeter virginia where the right hand has a compound in the woods and the boot crew arrive and they buzz into this like chain link fence around the perimeter that's got probably razor wire at the top or something Mm -hmm. there's also like a hand print sign yeah yeah a red one oh nick cave Mm -hmm. it's actually a reference to the fairy queen i don't think it is they, all the people in the right hand have to read the Fairy Queen. Oh, okay, all right. And they have a little book club. Oh, that one, that's they, cute. Where they analyze it. All right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do have a mailing list. I mean, to disseminate their literature opinions. Do you disseminate anything other than Spencer's beautiful poetry? Uh, I guess not. Think no, about it. That's it. Yep. Do you think they worked with the racist cap- copy Nazi man from the last episode? Mm, maybe. Maybe. Just saying. Um, he's out of work, so. Yeah. Yeah. And out of life. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. All right. So they, they buzz in, um, and Skelly, like, she has a moment where she thinks she sees someone in the woods out in her peripheral vision, but when she looks again, they're gone, so that's fine. Uh, Markham, on the little intercom, tells them that the gate's unlocked, so the boot crew do let themselves into the compound, but as they walk in, three rather vicious looking rottweilers to mm-hmm. jump out of like a van or something and start running toward the boo crew quite quickly now we want to see um so the boo crew run out even quicker <laughs> out the gate and do close it before the dogs can get to them kind of alarming mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um almost seems like markham sorry marker sweat sweat scented marker sweat scented marker was trying to um scare and threaten and intimidate them a little what? bit was kind of where i was coming from <clears throat> Uh, but he does finally come out and, you know, whistles at the dog so that they stop barking. And he talks to the boo crew through the gate. Um, so they're obvi- they're not allowed on his property. Mm-hmm. And Skelly gives Marker the down low. And she's like, you know, we would like to discuss the right hand's mailing list with you because we think you are planning to murder a bunch of generals tonight. <laughs> and Markham is like, clearly not going to cooperate with the feds. 
Um, I mean, I guess kind of why would he at this point? Mm -hmm. But Scully shows him a warrant for his arrest. And we're, you know, as viewers, we're like, Mulder, Scully, come on. This guy's, he's like ex-military. He's got three Mm -hmm. vicious dogs, Mm -hmm. a lot of guns, and presumably a whole bunch of militia members with him. Mm -hmm. Like, are you really going to be able to take this guy in? This is... This is going to be embarrassing when you fuck it up. Yep. Immediately after Skinner told you not to. Mm -hmm. But then the dogs start barking at something else around the perimeter of this compound. And we see that a bunch of military troops have surrounded the compound. They zagged on him. They zagged. You know, he was looking at Mulder and Skelly. He was not looking behind him. First mistake. Classic Mm -hmm. mistake. Mm -hmm. Also, are there any other members of this militia anywhere are we, we sure don't it's not just them. him? It might be just be this guy. He seems very sad. Yeah, we only see evidence of this this fella. Yeah. Well, maybe it was like uh, like this weekend everybody else is on like a trip, like oh. a team building exercise kind of thing. That would make um, sense. And he was just staying back to, to mind the farm. Yeah. yeah. That makes know. sense. Sad. Bad timing. <sighs> he drew on the walls too much and they got mad. And they're oh. like, "We, you cannot... We don't want to pay the hotel more because you are drawing on the walls, so you have to stay home where you can draw on your own walls. And he's drawing, like, angry faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, Because he's so lonely. Well, there was the the hand (gasps) painted. It was probably a marker. I'm just just saying. I'm just saying. kind of all coming together. It all makes sense. If you think about it. I mean, this is like the intricate plotting that Howie has. Mm -hmm. It's like an Edgar Wright movie. Exactly. You don't notice it until you kind of, you know, ruminate on it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. Layers and layers. Um, so they are clearly going to be able to arrest this guy, but, uh, you know, he's like, well, um, we're, we're prepared for armed resistance against a corrupt and corrupting government, but, um, that day has not come yet, so I will come with you. And <laughs> He's Sc- just out of markers. Yeah, exactly. And Scully's like, cool, we're gonna have you take a polygraph, and he's like, my word's good enough. <laughs> In his defense, he's, you know, right, <laughs> that they're bullshit. Um, but... They do also show Markham the death card, and it seems like he might know something about it, although he's mm. not budging. Mm. Hmm. We got an investigation station. Um, the FBI has rolled in. Um, they got the puppies in cages, which is very sad, but yeah. they probably would mull their faces off, so sure, probably a good call. Yeah. Um, so they are... They're investigating the whole place. They're going in. They're cataloging and inventorying everything. They only got um, twelve they, hours. They got twelve. They gotta hurry up. Um, they do come walking out of the building with like piles of gun. It's guns, and it's kind of like that scene in Hot Fuzz. <laughs> yeah, so, I did appreciate that. I don't think it was supposed to be funny. They have a scene mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, they're like, this man is a one man threat to national security. We got to deal with him. So Mulder pulls out, he has found inside a photo of uh, Mr. Marker with another long-haired man, the mysterious gunman. We recognize him. And Mr. Marker has said that the second man is responsible for the murder. So we got a clue to follow. So they interview him, Markham, and he tells them that the gunman's name is Nathaniel Teeger. He has 26 confirmed kills, and he was left for dead by the same government that created him. Um, so he was a Green Beret in 1971. His chopper was shot down, and there were supposedly no survivors. 
But the photo that they're looking at was taken in 1975, just hours after he was liberated from a POW camp by the Red Right Hand. Nope, just the Right Hand. Mm-hmm. I, I want to yeah, call him the I mean, Red Right that's Hand. That's fair. I get it's it. It's better. It's a better name. It is. It yeah, is. But whatever. Um, so, but that's strange because the official story is that there were no more POWs in Vietnam past 1973. So that would mean the government was lying. What? Huh? This is On kind this of show? crazy. I wrote down 1995. Was it 1975? <laughs> what? That the picture was taken? Yeah. 75. We can't, we can't do this again. What did I write down 1995? <laughs> it had to have been a typo. I'm sorry. Let's go to the transcript again. No, we can't. It's been 25 no, minutes. we can't. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That. We're not doing that again. I just wanted to clarify. <clears throat> um, I have 75. Okay. I think. It also doesn't matter. No one cares. Yeah. 19. I mean, that was just like yeah, that'd two be crazy. years ago. Yeah. I mean, it could have been. I don't It doesn't know. matter. Who cares? Okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> anyway. So, um, yeah. So, so this is uh, going against the official story. Mm. And. Markham says, you know, maybe that's why the government tried to kidnap him when we brought him home. So he says that military commandos broke into the right hand's plane to apprehend Tiger when they were bringing him home. But when they broke into the cargo hold where he was hiding, he was gone. Mm -hmm. And Markham couldn't figure out how he managed to disappear. Mm -hmm. Very mysterious. So that's pretty much all they're going to get out of him. So they're like, all right, we're going to send you off. Scully does make him get into a car handcuffed without even making sure he doesn't hit his head. Very rude. rude. Well, maybe Very she rude. just couldn't reach it because she was so oh. short. Oh, maybe. She maybe. has to get like a little stool out if she wants to do the cop oh, thing where they that's cute. put their head into the okay, car. Okay. He gets into the car. Mulder and Scully walk away. They discuss the case. Um, of course, Mulder believes him. Why wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, so he thinks that a phantom POW has come back from the dead to avenge the injustices of the U.S. government. Obviously. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, he thinks that the guy's story is credible. Scully, of course, doesn't. Um, she thinks it's just a big conspiracy. Uh, but they're going to try and get Markham to take a polygraph because it worked so well with uh, Private Dork. Mm-hmm. So might as well try the same trick. All right. We cut back to the Vietnam War Memorial where um, a widow. A widow. Like with capital. A ca- yeah. The or widow. The ultimate <laughs> widow. Yes. Is laying flowers at the wall uh, near the name of whatever loved one she has. Obviously a husband who died. And suddenly Invisivet is there. And <laughs> he... <laughs> Right, okay. uh, and he asks uh, if she is the widow of Lance Corporal Gary Davenport of Special Forces, since she confirms yes, although she seems a little weirded out that this guy is asking her. But uh, Invisivet claims, or at least is talking to her, as if Gary is still a prisoner of war and not dead like she thinks he is. Hmm. And then he hands her... Uh, Gary's dog tags, which very much distresses her because she is freaked out. She doesn't know how he has them. Mm -hmm. She thought Gary died like decades ago. This is very upsetting news. And then suddenly Invisivet disappears like we've seen him do before. (gasps) And she's really freaking out now. And she like calls out to him and she's like, where'd you go? Where are you? Oh my God. She's, like, still dressed all in black, I think. Yeah, she is. It's very funny. Um, She's, like, remarried. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know. 
she's do- doing a lot of clutching her coat closed mm-hmm. and um i don't know holding barely holding back tears and there's a there's a lot of that there's a lot of that yeah, yeah. she's not doing well no well we cut to an investigation station there's a big horsey just want to <gasps> nee. point that out point that out mm. Um, so we do see that there are a bunch of people setting up for the event later. Now they only got nine hours or oh whatever. Lord. Ay, ay, ay. You know, it, it, actually it is exciting. I feel like we have to take a moment and recognize that Mulder and Scully are very on task in this mm. episode where there's like a hard deadline. Yeah. Unlike in a uh, field where I died where they did not do that. <laughs> That's so, fair. so this, they learned from their mistakes yeah. and they're on task and I just, I feel like that's important. I'm proud of them. To recognize growth. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Although it has led to a worse episode, so I don't know. <laughs> sure. It wins some, you lose some. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Better, better uh, detective work, I guess. Sure. That's sure. They do get a lot done in these <laughs> 12 do. hours, do, yeah. I will say. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So there's a bunch of people setting up for the event. Um, they do go over and talk to the widow. She has made... Or not yet. They're talking to Skinner first. So they do find out that the widow has made a positive positive ID of Teeker from the picture. And Skinner says that they're going to look for Teeker at the event, but not to the exclusion of any other suspects. Because he can't make his official strategy going after a soldier who is officially dead. Mm. Makes Correct. sense. Um, so Skinner says that he did just get off the phone with the military and found out that they do have Teeker's officially recognized remains... Sounds like fake news to me. Cover up. Mm-hmm. But Scully... So Scully and Skinner think that Markham just targeted somebody vulnerable like the Widow to make the ID in order to create a distraction so that they the right hand can do their work. And the distraction does seem to be working. But Mulder, Mulder's not so sure. Um, and he says that the widow, the woman, she did see somebody, though. And so they need to find out who. Mm-hmm. So the boo crew go to talk to her directly. She again confirms that... The Wait, what's her kindergarten thing? Or is she not? Because she's not a general. Is that only the generals? I think it's just the generals. Okay. okay. Um, she's just a widow. All yeah. right. Fair enough. That's what she's got going on. All right. All right. Um, is there anything in a kindergarten classroom that you could call the widow maker <laughs> that she could be... <laughs> Like um, mm-hmm. like those scooters that you use in gym class. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, Maybe. yeah. Uh, I don't know what those are called. The, the widow just makers. <laughs> oh, oh, I see what you mean. Uh, yeah. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so <laughs> widow. I'm just gonna call her the widow. Okay. She um confirms once again that the photo that they have of Tiger is the man that she saw, but she is really strangely, I don't know why she cares so much, mostly focused on the fact that Tiger claims her first husband Gary is still alive. Like, she's really, like, single-minded focus on that and doesn't seem to care about the FBI's investigation, (laughs) which is weird. She's like, so he was, like, talking like my husband might be still alive, which is kind of fucked up because I'm remarried. I thought he was dead. Has he been, like, a POW in Vietnam this whole time? What is going on? She's freaking out. She starts crying, and her eye just starts bleeding, like, kind of gushing a little bit. Yeah. And Skelly's like, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Just chill out. Here's, so a, han- here's a hanky. Like, not concerned at all. And Skelly's, like, goes over to Mulder, and she's like, can you get a, get a load of this? She's, like, whining about having a bleeding eye. Like, that's not normal. Um, and Mulder's like, hmm, can you get her an eye exam? Because that might be related to the invisible assailant that we're dealing with. And Skelly's like, ah, Mulder, 
eyes bleed every day. <laughs> There's no way that this is related. This what is are you talking about? This is a definite. What did we decide to call Scully's insane theories? Scully's silly science? Was that Scully's it? silly science? Sure. Something like that. I don't know if that's what we, but I like that. Okay. Yeah. This is a definite silly science moment. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what is she talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, she did say I was I was interested because she said that it's just a subconjunctival hemorrhage, mm-hmm. and I looked that up. So that's just like it's when like your eyes are red. Mm-hmm. That's that, what that is. That does happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's not that no. uncommon. But yeah. that is not like there is blood pouring down her face. Yes, yes. <laughs> Whatever. It's crazy. Also, do we ever really figure out what was wrong? Like yeah. she has floaters, but oh, how was that? Why did that make her eyes bleed? Uh. Because because I think whatever, when you look at Tiger, when he disappears, he, like, does something to your eyes and that does damage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a bummer. Why yeah. do you, why is he picking on this widow? <sighs> Not okay. Invisivet. Come on. Um, But Mulder's like, you know, he's like, yeah, but you should still go get her an eye exam because I guess I'm in charge, even though I'm not your boss. I'm going to go see if we're really chasing a dead man. Well, he does. His theory is that since she saw the guy mm-hmm. that made her eyes bleed somehow, which is he's which so, is also insane. He's so ugly. <laughs> he made her eyes oh. bleed. Dang. Wow. That is rude. Oh, that is rude. That's man. not okay. I'm ugly and I'm proud. <laughs> Thank you. Um. So they split up. Uh, we go with Mulder to the Army Central Identification Lab. Um, he is talking to Dr. Ben Kaiser, who's like an uber dork. We got ourselves an uber widow. Now we got an uber dork. And we got like private dork and doctor dork. Mm-hmm. We got this, a lot of dorks in this episode. Yes, this is Dr. Dork. So he, uh, Dr. Dork shows Mulder Tiger's teeth that were left at the site of the crash. So he's showing them all his uh, remains. And Mulder asks whether this is the extent of the remains that they have, and Dr. Dork says that, uh, yes, it is, but they've made identifications for other people with far less. Mm, Great. Which is suspicious, given the rest of this episode. Mm -hmm. So they do notice that the teeth were pulled out, and there's, like, scoring in the enamel. Um, So... Just because somebody's teeth was pulled out, they're like, yeah, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? All right. So Mulder does point out that this is pretty flimsy evidence for signing off on a guy's death. And Dr. Dork points out that in the report, uh, it does say that the evidence for Tiger's death was inconclusive. And he says, look, it's underlined. I don't know why this was so funny. <laughs> like, zoom in on inconclusive. Yeah. yeah. It's cute. I like it. I feel like that was part of the... Um directing that this like scene was when i like mm. noticed the directing okay because okay. like i don't know i feel like we like really focused on the teeth for like way longer than we needed to <laughs> like visually like the mm-hmm. shot was still for like 20 seconds just on the teeth that's exaggerating but and then like it like zooms in to this like word that just says inconclusive inconclusive underlined we had to know i guess yeah i guess um, no, that's a good point. That is kind of silly, but I hadn't really noticed. It's fine. Yeah. Well, no, the last shot of Skinner, but we'll oh, get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Um, so, but the important thing here is that whoever signed off on the death certificate seemingly has ignored the facts of the case. Um, and then Dr. Dork 
also tells him that the records were also partially destroyed. Like, mm-hmm. somebody didn't want them to know the full story. Interesting. Hmm. But they could still figure out who signed them based on context clues. Yes. So we cut to another general. Now, I did have him in my notes as General Mustache, but mm. it has to be he has, has to be part of the kindergarten theme. So what's his... Do we even know what his name really is? I don't care. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know. General Potato Head. General Potato Head. I don't know. I was thinking of the mustache and... Oh, I see what I see like, what you mean. You know, just like trying okay, to Okay, okay. Does he kind of look like a Mr. Potato Head? I he, don't remember what he, he looked like. He could. He might. He might. No yes. one's going to be able to check. General Potato Head. Okay. Yep, that's it. <laughs> All right. So, we're with a new general. My god, there's so many of them. They need to stop. Exactly. And there's like this many. It just seems crazy that there are this many high-ranking like generals that are all involved in this one cover-up just seems in uh, like just have one of them i don't know yeah the more people you involve the more likely it is the story that will come out i don't know yeah whatever anyway it's because they're rotten to the core all of them (sighs) i guess they're all covering up something i guess you can't trust anyone the truth is out there there's something rotten in the core of that potato head Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm anyway so he is what rotten potato Gross. Yeah, this smelled really bad. It's like oh. leaking that like brown no. goo. Yeah. I would prefer when it when it starts like growing evil green leaves. I do like that. Or like little eyes. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. gross. I hate it's that. Cool. What if Mr. Potato Head's eyes looked like a potato's <laughs> eyes? Um, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty pretty goth. Didn't they used to do that when it was like a real potato? And <gasps> they just Oh. I think that's yeah, that how it started and they just provided sense. you with the things to stick in it. Yeah. But you did it with a real potato. Yeah, damn, you're bringing history lessons yeah. to us. That, that is <laughs> that's, true. Uh, you're that's right. what you learn when you listen to Scully Nation. Hell yeah. History. History. Hell yeah. That's evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of scary. I mean, if you have potatoes lying around, I don't know. We do have potatoes lying around. Wow. And I am struggling to use them. So, Mr. Potato Head. Wow. You can make an Ellen Bledsoe potato head. That'd be great. <laughs> okay. I don't know well, how you do that, but... Come, have fun coming home to the kitchen tomorrow. All right, all right. It's going to be full of potato heads. Uh, oh, there's going to be more than one? <laughs> well, I'm going to do Ellen Bledsoe. I'm going to okay. do that guy from Blood who walked past the bus stop. <laughs> I'm going to do um, Reggie. Yeah, yeah. Classic. I'm do... All our favorites. Um, um, the Ranger from Jersey Devil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. De- uh, Deputy Squint. Deputy. Oh, yeah. it's been so long. I yeah. forgot about him. <laughs> There's so many rich. It's like a rich uh, store of <laughs> secondary characters. Chinese cigarette smoking man. Yep, love that guy. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. There's going to be a lot of Mr. Potato okay, Heads. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I love that. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. Excellent. Um, so we are with General Potato Head <laughs> yes. in the car. Yes. And he's sticking like things inside, <laughs> like eyeballs on sticks into his skin. It's kind of weird. It's really gross. It's really disgusting. I yeah. don't, and they like never address it. No. Yeah. It's so weird. It's just like a casual, oh, it's like, uh, you know, like just building his character well, that's through true. visual cues, yeah, you know? That's true. It's like creating a rich inner world for yeah. this character. But it, like, I don't know. I thought it kind of opened up a plot hole because then later on when he gets shot, it's like, why is that killing him? Mm. He's been sticking large things into his brain this whole time. Well, I mean, there's a difference between a bullet and, like, a little 
yeah. stick thing. I, I guess he has pre-made drilled holes in his brain for <laughs> that, the that too that too yeah okay. exactly it's like a it's like a toothpick basically right yeah i suppose i mean it's like gonna hurt it's kind of gross but you know it's not gonna kill you okay fair enough yeah and he's like trying on different mustaches to mm-hmm. see which one looks better mm-hmm. for the event tonight mm-hmm. it's definitely what happened mm-hmm. um so <laughs> while he's doing that <laughs> yeah, yep. while we're sitting there going what is wrong with this man yeah. why is he doing this uh, Muller calls and he uh, says he introduces himself and he's like, okay, look, listen, your life might be in danger, not from, you know, what's it? Uh, stabbing yourself with little thing. What are those called? I can't keep calling them little things. Potato what are, head accessories. What are they? Accessories. <laughs> but it's like, it's like a thing on a stick. There has to be a push pin thing. Um, a, I don't know, man. Wait, wait, wait. Look at it. No, I'm not. I don't care. Uh, anyway, so so it's like your life is going to be in danger, uh-huh. and you might be a target. So you have to be. You know, you got to do something. You got to save your life. I have to save your life. Anyway, <laughs> what if Mulder said, "I have to save your life"? On the phone call. I mean, he's trying to. That's true. He will not be successful. Classic Mulder. But anyway, so the reason why Mulder is calling this general is because he put his initial on Tigger's death certificate. Um, G-M-P-H. <laughs> exactly. So why would, a, why would a general be signing off on a death certificate? That's weird, right? Maybe he wasn't a general at the time? But also, maybe. why would he? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a little bizarre. But... Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know military protocol. Maybe that's normal. Who knows? But he might be the next target. So Mulder tells him that he has to take every precaution. Um, Mulder is going to send some FBI agents to uh, follow him and make sure that he is safe. And while Mulder is talking, the general looks very guilty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's not good. We go to the Pentagon. We check in with a bunch of school kids getting a tour. Um, General Potato Head walks right in. He strolls past the security checkpoint. And then a few seconds later, we see Tiger. He also strolls through the checkpoint. He is not stopped. Nobody sees him. Not good. One of the guards kind of turns around when the thing goes off, but he doesn't see anything. Hmm. Mysterious. So General Potato Head goes to his office, and he does find what another one of those death cards sitting on his desk. Uh oh, not good. Unless you want him to die, in which case it's fine. No. Mean, not good for him. No, that's true. So Mulder is like rushing to the Pentagon, um, and he gets a call from Skull. Wait, it should have been like a potato skull. <gasps> that would have been cool. What a potato skull look like? I don't know. Just like a cartoony skull that's a potato. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, if anyone would like to um, draw art of that, <laughs> we'd love to love okay. to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Send us your potato skull playing card. Please. Death card. Yes. Fan art. Yes. Um, so Mulder gets a call from Skelly, who is at the Georgetown Medical Center. Ellen Bledsoe. Um, Represent. I also just wrote everything happens so much dot JPEG because I feel like a lot is going on in the scene. Yeah. I don't know. Like Mulder's trying to like save this general's life. Annie's getting calls from Skelly about mm-hmm. bleeding widow's eyeballs. And Annie's walking through a checkpoint. And they're and... trying to save like everyone's uh, life at the 
the rededication ceremony and he's like yeah passing yeah. off his gun and like going through the checkpoint and stuff so i don't know there's just a lot happening i got stressed <laughs> i was like glad that's not my life mm-hmm. um so skelly tells him that the ophthalmologist does not know what caused the widow's eye bleeding but they did find evidence of a floating blind spot so maybe that's why invisivet disappeared nothing to worry about that's normal people disappear every day <laughs> in your eyesight if you have bad eyesight uh-huh. Um, so that doesn't really make sense, but whatever. And then Mulder gets another call on his other line from General Mr. Potato Head, who explains uh, that there's this playing card left on his desk. And Mulder's like, you have got to call the agents that I assigned to you into the office right now. You you are in danger. And the general wastes time by going, who, who put this here? And it's like, dude, just, just get out. You got to act fast. Mm-hmm. But he's an idiot. And so the camera pans around, and we see that Invisivet is indeed in General Mr. Potato Head's office already. This is one last less potato in the world, because he is <laughs> about to get shot oh, right in the potato head. Oh, so sad. That sucks. Sad. Pour one out. I do also want to recognize um, when Mulder was on the phone with Scully, and she was talking about when she told the doctor the the theory about the invisible guy or whatever. She says that she told the doctor that, and he laughed at me. And Mulder Mulder scoffs. Yeah. He's very offended on her behalf. Yeah, so that's important. Like, this is a real theory. Yeah, exactly. What an asshole. Exactly. I, can, I like to imagine Scully's face as she told the doctor that theory, though. <laughs> She's, she's kind of like turning red. She's like looking down. She's like, oh. So my partner has this theory. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, Mulder's providing her like carte blanche. If she ever wants to come up with a crazy theory, she can That's always true. blame it on Mulder. That is true. And he'll be happy. I mean, he won't be mad about it. Yeah, yeah. he would love it. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, I'm I'm theorizing for, for my partner here. Exactly. It's like asking for a friend. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Mulder does finally arrive at the office and sees General Potato Head dead with a playing card on his chest. And Mulder does catch sight of Tegan out of the corner of his eye, but again, he can't quite see him. And so he just like shakes his little head and looks sad about the state of the world. R.I.P. Sad. I'm sorry, I was looking up to see if... Mr. Potato Head Accessories has a name. Does it? They don't. Are they called Mr. Potato Head Accessories? It just says 13 parts and pieces to create funny faces. That's pretty fun. Though. <laughs> Should we buy some? It's pretty fun. Um, I'm have... on potatohead.com right now. Do they have like X-Files themed Potato Head? No. <laughs> I mean... Okay, I'll look it up, but no. I mean... I'll look it up. I'm just saying the X-Files was a very popular show. It is not totally inconceivable that there would be an X-Files Potato Head crossover. Oh, okay, wait. What is this? <laughs> Hang on. What is this? Yes. At least a homebrew fan There is a... There's a... There's a thread on Reddit. Hang yes. On. Hang on. I'm opening it. Yes. What does this, this say? Potato head. Potato. Oh, there's a. Oh, there's a Mr. Potato Head mention in uh, one of these episodes. Oh, is it this one? No. Wait. Mm. What episode is this? Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. It's not telling me. Ow. I mean, it could have already happened. I wouldn't have it really might, I don't know, it. but <laughs> we'll keep an eye on it for the future. Okay. The, anyway. This is Potato Head Watch. A man is dead. This yeah, is, it's I'm so sorry. sad. I'm sorry. Come on. I'm sorry to derail us. Um, so 
Yeah, he's dead. Sad. They found the death card. Yep. All right. Investigation station. All right. Scully's examining the body. She is checking the eye. Basically, nobody saw anything um, because he was invisible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mulder thinks that that the general definitely would have seen the shooter, and it's weird that he didn't. But Scully thinks that he could have just been turned around and been surprised. It's not that weird. You know, doesn't necessarily mean he was invisible. Uh, but while they're discussing their differing theories, Skinner rolls into the room and he is hopping mad. Mm-hmm. He says, you two need to come see something now. And then it just says Mr. Potato Head Collection. <laughs> it's like, oh. Skinner, we only have a couple hours. Does he collect, like, uh, yeah. expensive Mr. Potato Head memorabilia? Yeah. Of which got... I'm sure there's a lot. Oh, yeah. He's got them still in the box, but it's, like, with a real potato. So it's also just, like, melting into oh. brown. <laughs> Gross. It's really nasty. That's why his office smells rancid. <sighs> nasty. That's why the cigarette smoking man likes it so much. Mm. He's like, mm, take me to your potato office. <laughs> I was actually going to say that that feels more like a smoking man thing. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. Mm. But he shares that. He's like giving them to Skinner. And Skinner's mm. like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with these? Why are you giving me melted, decrepit potato accessories? Yeah. yeah. Because they're special to me. That's the agreement that he came to to save <gasps> Scully's life. Oh. Is he has to take these off the smoking man's hand Nobody. and he has to pay market value for them. Oh, he has to pay for them? Yeah. Oh. He has to buy his whole collection of wow. Mr. Potato Head memorabilia. That is fucked up. Yeah. And he has to display it at his work office. Oh, he has to just... This just gets worse and worse. I, I think the smoking man's milking this a little too much. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, mm. we'll see how long it lasts. Okay. Before Skinner right. just, just, like, just kills Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need her that much. Maybe. She does one silly science and he's like, no, you're done. <laughs> you're yeah, out. I'm done. I quit. It's fair enough. She better be on her toes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which she always is because she's so short. Anyway. <laughs> oh. Oh. Hey. So... What does Skinner take them to go see? In reality, <laughs> in reality, Skinner goes take goes and takes them to see some surveillance footage. So they're looking at the entrance of the Pentagon. So they watch Tiger just walk right in, right past the metal detector without being stopped. Skinner demands an explanation for this, which they don't have. Um, he says that they have to catch him because this guy he can't be unstoppable. Um, but. They start to kind of explain their theory, and Skinner is, um, he's, he's really, he is not, he's not, he's just getting more and more angry. His head is spinning on a swivel. Mm-hmm. He's like, if he's invisible, why is he on this tape clear as day? And then Mulder starts to explain his theory that this guy can erase himself from people's visual fields, but not from electronics. And Skinner just looks disgusted. He's like, Scully, <laughs> please tell me you have a better explanation for this. But unfortunately, she does not. No. Um, Mulder does think that Tiger learned this via secrets while he was in the war. (laughs) Now, this was insane. This was like, you know, whatever. Like, the guy actually is invisible. So, like, you know, within the world of the X-Files, Mulder's theory isn't absurd. But he's like, yeah, I guess, like, you know, those mysterious Vietnamese people can make themselves invisible what is he talking about? What on earth? Yeah, Tigger learned it from the Vietnamese. What? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know how they are, have a mystical power of invisibility. We all know that. It's just like, if anything, he should have learned them, learned it uh, from the Chupacabra guys. Yeah. Come on. Hello. Mm. 
Now that that's another like beautiful metaphor that <laughs> invisibility, uh-huh. um, whatever, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Skinner not impressed, and he's like, "If this is true, I have no way to protect everyone at this rededication parade and ceremony." And the Buku are like kind of urging Skinner to call the whole thing off. I like that idea because it implies that Skinner has the power to call the yeah. whole thing off. I don't think he can call off a rededication ceremony, can he? He's like the assistant director of the FBI. I guess if he like had Maybe. a legitimate security concern, he could he could push for it. He could push for it. Yeah, but he's not going to. No. Um, and in the meantime, Mulder is like, "Well, the only way to stop him is to find him. So we got to find his next victim before Invisivet does." Mm-hmm. So, in the meantime, we go to the Army Detention Center in Fort Evanston. Uh, General Building Block rolls in. Um, He is here to interview Mr. Right Hand, who is marked, who's cuffed to the table. (laughs) And he's got markers. So many aliases. I'm losing losing track. Um, Wait, Mr. Marker, he's not not one of the generals, but Mm. he gets a special kindergarten name. Well, he was in the military. Maybe it's a military thing. You okay, have to be okay. in the military. All right. You have to be a vet. All right. right so what's Tigers? Yeah, we don't... Well, you started calling him Invisivet, so... Know, I'm sorry, but that's <laughs> not really like a kindergarten um, thing, is it? Most kindergartners don't have Invisalign, so... Probably not. Well, it, it, most kindergartners don't have braces either. That's a little young. Yeah, they don't have teeth yet. No. Not, um, like, well, not like they're real ones. No, no, no. They have fake teeth. Yeah. Bur- burner teeth, as we call them. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. What if, you, what if you paid to straighten baby teeth? That'd be so funny. You know, you know, oh, no. there's probably somebody that that did. Wait, I got really sad. Like one of those crazy, like, uh, oh. you know, those, uh, what's it called? That show, <sighs> the toddlers and tiaras, oh, yep, yep, yep. like those moms. Yeah. They would. Oh, yeah. God. <sighs> A grim world. Yeah, unfortunately. All right. <laughs> but anyway... So, uh, Mr. Marker is cuffed to the table. Um, Dr. Building Blocks, losing track of these aliases. General Building Blocks. General Building Blocks. He is like, yeah, all right, I need to know who this guy is. Why can't we find him? Um, He starts threatening uh, Markham. He says that he is facing charges of treason or at the very least possession of illegal arms. So General Block is offering Markham a deal for him and for the right hand. They'll all get off scot-free. All he needs to know is what Tiger wants. And... um, Markham says, you and I both know what he wants, and you can't give it to him without dragging your nice, clean uniform through the mud. <laughs> he puts a little stank on it. Yeah, he does. Um, and then Block shoves him up against a wall, and he threatens him, but uh, Markham, this is not the first time this man has been threatened. He is not impressed. Um, and he says, you know, you're out of luck. I couldn't help you even if I wanted to. There's no way you can change Tiger's mind because all he wants to do is send a message. Nice. Sucks. For him. Yeah. But great for us, I guess. I guess. Because we get some great TV out of it. <laughs> so we cut to the parade. This is the second part where I was like, this is weird directing. Mm. And I suppose part of it is from a, a thin script. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. they had to do this. But... We just watch quite a bit of this parade, and they're not even moving. We just watch the marching band march in place for, like, 
quite a while. It's, I did write that down that this goes on for a long time. It's like 40 seconds or something. <laughs> maybe more. Yeah. It's insane. Love these guys, though. I guess. They're marching in place, yeah, you know. They're, they're doing their job. Yeah. Uh, a crowd is gathering along the side of the parade route. Their vehicles are getting ready with the generals to go in the parade. And guess what? Invisivet's there, too. Typical. Shocker. Ugh, he's always around. Mm-hmm. He's just like the spare guy that's always there when you don't yeah. need him. I hate that. Um, but we go to the Lincoln Memorial. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, we. I think we gaze longingly at Lincoln for a while. Well, we get to watch Mulder looking reverently yeah. at the Lincoln Memorial, yeah. and we get like some harp music and. <laughs> America. Yeah, exactly. Love it. It's kind of the vibe. He, he does the, you know, Pledge of Allegiance briefly. <laughs> I mean, um, kind of. He starts crying with, yep. and holds an American flag. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we see that Marita Covarubius Who? is there. Did I get it right? You did get it right. You did. I wrote you. down Marsha Corvinobius. <laughs> so. I'm trying to learn. Yeah. Um, Marita. Marita Covarubius. Um, it is exciting that Mulder is not breaking into her house or following her home from work like mm-hmm. a creep this time. That like is he true. arranged a meeting like a normal person. That's true. Yeah. And he arranged it quickly because, again, they only had 12 hours at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Um, so he can't even imagine how little time they've got now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was like, I know what I need. Another character that hasn't shown up in a while uh-huh. that we got to shove in. So he... Came to her looking for information on American prisoners of war, specifically in Visivet. Marita's like, I have no information. <laughs> but what, what, what do you know? And then Mulder tells her everything that he knows because he has no self-awareness of what it's like to be a mark or to give people all the information that they need to play you. Um, so he's just like proud to share anything. Yeah. And Marita's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> now I know what angle to take. So I will share a recent news story that was very embarrassing for the U.S. military about troops being left behind in Vietnam, which she didn't feel like she should share before Mulder told her what he knew. Whatever. Classic. It's fine. So Marita implies that the U.S. government wants three men from the secret panel that decided on that policy to leave POWs behind to die, because if they don't, then their testimony could be used to determine reparations. So it's like, you know, this whole circular thing where it's like, maybe the U.S. government is using Tiger to kill these generals to keep them silent so that they don't have to answer for what happened to Tiger. Yes. Basically. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Um, and Mulder is like, all right, Marita, I need one thing from you. The name of that third man. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Yeah. Is that it? What, what movie is that? The Third Man. Is that a famous <laughs> one? Oh, no. It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, Orson Welles. Oh, movie. shit. Yeah. Okay. It's good. It's a good movie. Okay. Better than this. Yeah. Better use your time. <laughs> yeah. I should be watching that. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Oh, well. Anyway. So, Marita goes walking off. Mulder follows her. Um, like a puppy. They're, what? Like a puppy. Like a puppy, yes. Their tension, unresolved. <sighs> they're, they're blistering hot Ooh. tension. Every second they're on screen together. They like, gazed. <sighs> Maybe they're not even supposed to have any. Maybe I just assumed that they were trying to go for um, that and failing. I think they are. Oh. I think they are trying. Maybe not. I don't know. My conception is they're trying to go for it. Okay. It's not quite working. Not quite. She's very hot. Yes. 
And so is he. Yes. But sometimes that's that's not not, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, She's not, she doesn't have much of a personality is the thing. No. I'm rooting for her is the thing. Like, I'm rooting for her. Yeah. I don't know. She just sort of looks like, like, constipated every time she has to talk to Mulder. (laughs) A little bit. A little bit, yes. Like, she does not seem into it. No. At all. No. Um, so yeah i don't quite know what i think i i guess they were going for like the remote sexy mysterious vibe but um, it's not quite working no she just doesn't (laughs) seem like she wants to be doing this yeah but like not in the fun way that mr x didn't want to be doing yeah 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 i don't know i mean i'm rooting for her yeah but maybe maybe those crazy kids can make it work maybe maybe i want them to Mm -hmm. Anyway, so we go back to the marching band for another 45 seconds. Oh, my God. <laughs> they finally start marching, they though. They do start moving. Tigger is watching. Um, there are cars driving by in that marching band and everything. Um, Scully and Skinner arrive on the scene. They go jogging in. They're looking for General Building Block. They tell him that he needs to get out of the car. He can't go through this parade. His life is in danger. Um, he doesn't care. Um, but then Scully does see Tigger, and she immediately draws her gun. The crowd scatters. But Tiger disappears. Typical Tiger. Mm-hmm. Um, Skinner covers the general with his body, which is, I think, he does this twice mm-hmm. in this episode. He just loves covering other men with his body. Yeah, interesting. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Just admit uh, it. <laughs> anyway. Um, I do I do have to point out, I do like this one guy in the crowd. I don't know if you noticed this guy, but, like, she pulls her gun and everybody screams and scatters. Um, there's this one guy in the crowd who just, like, gets down on his hands and knees and just... He doesn't go flat. He just, like, gets on his hands and knees. And he just, like, stays there. He just, <laughs> like, totally in range of the gun. <laughs> he just, like, he just doesn't care anymore. He's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You can shoot me. That's the only movie he had. It's just very, no, no effort to get out of the way. <laughs> if anything, he put himself more in the way. I don't know. Oh, maybe the actor was like, I got to stay on in the shot. May- oh, that could be. I got to get more FaceTime. <laughs> could be, could be. That's very funny. Um, I did appreciate him. I did like yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, this man's ready to die. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but Tigger is gone. So that's weird. Um, so Skinner's like, what, what did you see? And Sc- Scully's like, I saw him. He was right there this whole time. Hmm. And Skinner just like screams, "Are you sure?" At Skelly a couple times. Yeah, I guess it's, he's stressed. It's a stressful situation. Yeah. So that's fair. I mean, you know, there's lives on the line. Yeah, she drew a gun on a crowd. It's it is awkward. They probably do have to do a report about that, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, back at the mall, the crowd is finally arriving for the rededication. So we know it's getting down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are doing time fancy. to get hypnotized. <laughs> Learn about our soulmates. Maybe. Um, people are just doing fancy flag stuff. We watched that for a while. You know, like drill team or whatever. Uh, backstage, Mulder arrives and talks to Skelly about general building block. And Skelly is like, I don't know. I'm not that sure that I saw a Tiger. But Mulder, like, stomps over to Skinner angrily. And he's like, you want to know what I learned from Marita? Uh, the only reason you got this case was because the U.S. government wants these generals dead. And Skinner's like, what <laughs> new fresh hell is being unleashed on me now? Why is this happening to me? Um, but Mulder is like, he's totally bought into the theory that the government is sanctioning this denial of the POWs and this cover up um, by killing these same generals like they want to kill the generals. 
And Mulder does just straight up accuse General Building Block, like, right to his face of all this. Yeah, he's just, like, yelling this out loud, like, in the middle of the command center where everyone can hear him. It's very funny. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's just like, you covered up POWs still being in Vietnam after we officially said there weren't any, and you've allowed this man to be tortured. And Block is like, I have to go. (laughs) I have to go on the stage and give a speech. Can we do this later, please? Um, But he's in a really tough spot, because... If the general doesn't go up, that's an admission of guilt, apparently, because, I mean, there are, like, other, like, a legitimate threat to his life, so it doesn't really feel like an admission of guilt to me, per se, but Mulder's put some spin on this, so he's like, if you don't go out there, it's an admission of guilt, because then you're acknowledging that Tigger is after you, but if you do go out there, Tigger might kill you, so what are you going to do? Hmm. But uh, Block doesn't care, and he leaves. And then Skinner just, like, angrily tells the team the plan about, you know, going into the crowd and looking yeah. for Tigger. hmm So then uh, we see Tigger walking into the stadium. He's surrounded by a crowd. Everybody's clapping. Everyone's excited. There was one woman that was clapping like that, uh, like the Nicole Kidman thing. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's where she got it from. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so there is another veteran that does see Tiger and he recognizes him. So he follows him through the crowd. He tries to get his attention. Um, Tiger is totally ignoring him, trying to get away from him, but this guy does not get the, get the clue. So he follows him backstage to a very creepy abandoned area. He's like, Hey, Tiger, it's me, Leo Danzinger, your best friend. Then Tigger appears out of nowhere behind him. Um, so Danzinger is very shocked because he thought Tigger was dead this whole time. That's what they told us. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, where have you been this whole time? Why aren't you dead? Tell me everything. And Tigger says that Danzinger will understand everything after tonight. Uh, but he does say that the upper ranks of the military definitely knew he died. Or he died, question mark. Quotation mark. Um, and then Danzinger's like, you're crazy. The war's been over for a long time. And Tiger says, not for me and hmm. not for the others. Oh. Danzinger looks shocked. He says, there's others? There's more? And then Tiger just gives him a list of names and then he disappears again. Hmm. Mysterious. Whoa. What are, what are the people in Vietnam doing? Like, they just still have American POWs? Haven't they, I don't. Haven't they moved on? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I have no idea. That sounds exhausting. Or does does the does the U.S. military have them? Oh, maybe. But I don't. I don't know why they yeah. would. That would be pretty wild. I assume that they abandoned Tiger because they didn't feel like putting resources yes. into saving him. Yes. So they. Unless they're doing evil alien experiments on the other ones. I don't know. That certainly could be, but it's not an alien episode. They wouldn't do that. It's wrong. That's wrong, so they wouldn't do it. It's illegal. Okay, okay, all right. Come on. Come on. Mm -hmm. America. (laughs) All right. Well, we go to the stage. Um, General Block comes up on stage. Um, Waiting for him right on his podium is the death card. Oh, my God. I'm so stressed. 
So he starts giving his speech, and then we see the entire cold open again mm-hmm. in its entirety. Yep. <laughs> for some reason, they don't they don't cut. They we just watch the whole thing again. Yep. Uh, it's a uh, thin script. Mm-hmm. Really, really fill in for time. Uh, so anyway, so we cut to the end, or we don't cut. We have to we watch have, the whole thing. Should we do our exact same <laughs> yes, thing in exactly. our jokes again? You could just insert yeah. the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But eventually we get to the end of the scene again, and we see Tigger disappear, but then he uh, he disappears. Everybody dissipates. Scully finds Mulder. Um, he says that they have to go find General Building Block, so Skinner has taken um, the general off stage somewhere, and Mulder thinks that's where Tigger has gone, although I don't know why. So the point of doing this is to kill Tigger Till, to kill the general publicly. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think so. To expose the project. Yeah. He definitely had the opportunity to kill him publicly. Yeah. There is no reason why he could not have. But now... Well, the tension. The episode. Okay. The dra- the In the universe. <laughs> there's no reason why he couldn't have. So instead, he's gone and killing him where nobody can see. Yeah. So it's pointless. Yeah. And actually, he killed all of these generals non-publicly. Yeah. This is not a good plan. Well, not a good plan. I mean, we don't learn a lot about Tigger, but he might not be the smartest. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, he's been through a lot. It's true. It's been a long 20 years. So, I don't know. All right. All right. Fair enough. Or it's bad writing. What? Is the other option. (laughs) What? Anyway. Excuse you. Yes. So, they have to go find General Block, who is backstage alone, unprotected. Um, Mulder says that... Uh, he's he's adding something new to the theory now. Now he's saying that uh, that uh, Tiger can only hide in someone's direct line of sight, and that's why he killed the other men at close range. I don't really understand this, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so they go backstage. They find Block and Skinner. Um, Mulder says that Tiger is definitely in the car, and he can't get in there. He he says that right in the nick of time, and then Tiger starts shooting from inside the car. He's invisible, so you don't really see anything. But there are shots fired. And then the car tries to drive away. Again, it's just like an empty, empty seat. Um, one of the agents shoots him. The car crashes. Um, they look into the car that's covered in shadows. And then Tiger's body falls out. He is dead. Mm. Skinner's been shot in the interim. I didn't yeah. notice when this happened, but eh, he's that's been fine. He's injured. Mulder, uh, like, pokes his wound and is like, well, you got a wound there. <laughs> Which was pretty funny. <laughs> pretty wild. Yeah. Um, so then Scully gets over Tiger um, as he dies to, you know, whatever, do her do her doctor thing as she is wont to do. Mm-hmm. So then Tiger, as he dies, says his full name and rank. Um, and then we get a lot of choral music here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is this is a very touching scene. Mm-hmm. Um, at least they wanted us to think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we kind of pan up in a way and then we like zero in on a flapping U.S. flag. Okay. And I just, tears, tears brought into my eyes. Oh, boy. Did he look weird when he died? Tiger? Yeah. Weird how? I couldn't tell if he was, like, supposed to look younger or something. Like, he did when he was in Vietnam or something. If he did, I didn't notice. Okay. He looked weird to me, but maybe I didn't care enough to, like, go back and watch it again. Certainly possible. Second time, so I didn't care. I don't know. Um, Okay, yes. But, yes. America. 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 
We get a match cut to a different flag at the Vietnam War Memorial later, presumably the next day or something. Mm -hmm. Skinner is staring at the wall, dissociating, um, probably distressed. He's contemplating America. Oh, yeah. Sorry, he's contemplating America. I was going to say distressed thinking about how he has to write a report about this. No, uh, too. But that's every week. That's true. (laughs) That's why he stares a lot and drinks so Mm much. Uh, But Mulder arrives and he tells Skinner that the government is claiming that the dead man is some random dude named Lynch, who was a vet who's been in and out of VA psychiatric hospitals for the last 15 years. And so Lynch was like apparently a real dude with ties to the right hand and Markham, uh, sorry, Mr. Markers has confirmed his identity. Like, yep, that is someone who was a real dude who was part of the right hand likely as part of his deal with general building block to uh you know sell the story better but damn it they all know it was tiger mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. on walt. walt we all know <clears throat> yeah god damn it mm-hmm. Mulder's mad he's always mad he hates cover-ups he d- well he does he that's does- true he doesn't even like concealer makeup oh okay all right that's that's my like funny well Mulder hates cover-up so bad he doesn't even want you to put makeup on oh slap 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 what's the deal with the x-files hilarious pretty good that's actually kind of the um the same tenor of the jokes um of the snl monologue that we watched with david duchovny yeah actually that's kind of the 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 tenor yeah yeah Yeah. it's about that level yeah Exactly. Which is why it was so good. Very good. Did Howie write his jokes for that? <laughs> Do we have a line on that? Hey, he was free. He that, was available. Yeah, he for was sure. very available. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yikes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. So then Mulder, Skinner's like, yeah, whatever. The The investigation is over. It's being turned over to CID. We don't have jurisdiction. The official story is the official story. Let's move on. And then Mulder asks him if that's what he really believes. And Skinner doesn't say, but it's obvious by his facial acting mm-hmm. that um, he doesn't. Acting on camera. But what can he do? And then, uh, yeah, and that, and now, and now... <sighs> We, we transition into the best part of this whole episode. <laughs> this was evocative. This was really good. Uh-huh. So so Mulder, he turns to his his superior officer with, with passion, with American passion mm-hmm. in his eyes. And he's like, is this what you really believe? They're not just denying this man's life. They're denying his death. And with all due respect, sir, he could be you. And then we get some more choral music. Mm-hmm. And then we do get to zoom in on Skinner's face, um, just behind an American flag. Mm -hmm. It's really... And that's the end of the episode. It's emotional. Yeah. It it zooms it, like... There's, like, military drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mulder and Skinner stare at each other for a while. Mulder walks away, and then it zooms in on Tigger's name on the wall. Okay. And then it zooms in on Skinner's face in front of an American flag as music plays. It's it's so funny. It's quite something. It's so funny. Yeah. I don't know. And then it like pans down. He's like eating apple pie. And he's got a baseball mm, in one hand. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. What on earth happened here? America happened. Did they? I just like. What do you mean? What happened? It was I just, beautiful. Like, remembered that Skinner was a veteran in the last two seconds of this episode. I guess <laughs> I don't know. Like they only made it relevant. Yeah. He didn't really do. I don't know. Like the rest of the episode, he was there, but yeah, I don't know. But he wasn't. Yeah, 
This is a very strange ending. (laughs) Or it made me cry because I was thinking about patriotism. Okay, how much you hate patriotism? No, and nationalism and how much I love it and how much I love apple pie and how much I love um james franco <laughs> what oh okay okay we have well that's a little behind baseball yeah. but we do have a poster of um <laughs> a homemade poster yes of james franco with an american eagle an american flag and it says bless our home and i think a baseball there's a baseball and then word art of yep. bless our home mando went to racist kinkos and printed it out <laughs> It's very funny. My favorite part is when people don't comment on it because then I'm like, wait, do they think that we just have that up as like a legitimate, like real thing and not a joke? Yeah. Then I get kind of scared. Yeah. Then you have to, then you have to point it out and say that this is a joke. You like my James Franco poster? (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Um, Yeah. I think, yeah. The, the emotion that you get out of our James Franco poster is the exact emotion that you get out of this episode for sure. Do I have to share that? Should I put put that on the, the social media? Sure, um, it's pretty. Be- it's beautiful. Fully it's appreciate beautiful. it. It does. It it adorns our kitchen. Yeah. It, it looks over our kitchen. Um, I feel like sometimes I forget he's there. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Um, so I'm excited to like look at him with new eyes mm-hmm. again. He's just been there for so long that he just yeah. kind of blends into the background. I hate James Franco so much. <laughs> yeah, that's important to say. Also, yeah. God, <laughs> so annoying. Also, I guess maybe actually bad. Yeah. I hated him before yeah. I knew anything legitimate. Oh, to hate you him hated for. him before. <laughs> I hated him before it was like based on anything legitimate. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. didn't like his vibes. Yeah, which is not a good reason to hate someone. Yeah, why not? But <laughs> turns out they were right. Yeah. So who knows? Anyway, Fiend, anyway, Amer- Amer- uh, sorry, Amer- America. Fiend is not American. Oh yeah, please. End. The end. The end. God. Jesus Christ. Well, oh, I'm sorry. I just have to wipe the America out of my eye. Mm-hmm, Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, emotions. Ouch, I've got stars in my oh, eyes and they're stabbing oof. it and I'm bleeding. All 50 of them. Ah. Um, Is there, I just imagine like a really cool um, stock f- image photo for America where like, it's like a blue, like someone's blue eye mm-hmm. and the pupil is a star and they're crying blood. So it's like red, white, and blue. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Is that cool? Is that anything? That's, it's a lot. I it's, just came up with it. It's certainly a lot. Do <laughs> you like it? Yeah. I think I you think need to call somebody up. <laughs> it could be like a stock photo they use for like, you know, a story about how America's going down the drain, going down the drain yeah. or whatever. Okay. All right. I don't know. That's yeah. just an idea. That's a free call idea. Call up the New Yorker. Anyone can use that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's free real estate. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Oh, it's me. Okay. We're, We're moving on. We're done. We are going to who the crew. Mm. Mm. And I bet you know what crew member we're about to talk about. <laughs> You know, he's trying. And that's that's more than a lot of people can say. So that's I shouldn't true. make fun of him too much. But you will anyway. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. So our dear beloved Howie. Um, so he was not meant to pen this episode originally. Um, he was only scheduled to write one more episode this season, which confuses me because he writes like four more episodes. Oh, God. What happened? So I, I don't know what happened. Who quit? I have no idea. But he, yeah. So he wasn't meant to write this. And then, yeah. Mm. So he got the idea for watching the, for writing this episode after watching a 60 minutes segment about U.S. soldiers left behind in Vietnam. So that's what gave him the idea. And so then the day before the Christmas break, uh, he approached Chris Carter and Frank Spotnitz and he told them about his new episode idea. And they were like, yeah, sure. That sounds that sounds fine. Mm-hmm. So they greenlit the project. But then 
Howie struggled uh, mm-hmm. writing the story, mm-hmm. so that necessitated Chris Carter heavily assisting him, mm-hmm. which led to their shared writing credits. Mm-hmm. Howie! Howie! How many times has this happened This now? is... Has he ever written an episode I don't, successfully I on his own? I really don't. I mean, I guess he wrote the last one. Oh, I guess. And it was actually okay. That one was good. But yeah, I mean, this is not the first, this is not the dozenth time this has happened. Wait, 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 wait. I've got a new conspiracy theory. Okay. What if, okay, so he obviously struggles with getting the job done. Yeah. That's yep. legitimate. Mm-hmm. But what if, like, his innate writing ability is actually pretty good and it's okay. only when Chris Carter gets involved that it goes to shit? Like, do we have proof that Chris Carter's not ruining all these scripts? Maybe. Because uh, Kaddish was good. Kaddish was good. I feel like that was the outlier. I know. <laughs> that was just a little, like, skelly, silly yeah. science corner. <laughs> yeah, it was a silly one. I know. Um, yeah. I, I just, like, can't imagine, like, what if you were so bad at your job that your other coworkers had to do your job for you? I mean, there's a lot of people Not like even that, your, where your boss had to do yeah. your job for you. Like, yeah, sure, it happens a lot, but you don't normally keep the job for four years no. if no. you do that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I still don't know why. I guess we'll find out why he left the show, but I have a few ideas. Perhaps he was asked to resign. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, Howard... I don't know why they trust him anymore with episodes. I feel no. like I would never like send him off on his own. He's yeah. too delicate. He's quite delicate. I don't know. Well, anyway, so he, so he was very focused. So he wanted when he was writing the episode, he wanted to make the antagonist invisible, but he couldn't come up with a uh, a good Scully's silly science corner um, to explain it. Clearly. <laughs> So he talked to his ophthalmologist brother who gave him the idea about the blind spots in the eye and all of that. Uh, so that's why we got the ophthalmologist uh, reference. Exactly. Nice. Uh, so it was all about his brother. Um, he was also very excited to give Skinner a bigger role. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so the replica of the Vietnam Veterans Memorial um that they had i actually thought it was pretty good oh yeah duh i forgot they don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, they did not film why they have a replica <laughs> yeah. oh yeah i thought it was pre- actually pretty good well the fact that i didn't realize mm-hmm. until just the second that they don't film in dc was that's a good sign yeah i didn't think about it but yeah it, it yeah. looked pretty good so the replica that they had so only a portion of it was real the rest of it was filmed with cgi or, or like filled in with cgi um, all of the names on the wall had to be fake due to legal restrictions. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the names on the wall are like, you know, in jokes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have names of the cast and crew. They have um, Harlan Ellison's oh, name, the, nice. the writer and model Jessica Hahn's name and probably a bunch of other stuff. So. That's kind of funny. Chock full of Easter eggs. All right. Um, so they so this is strange. So the. um the grandstand that they filmed the whatever the climax of the episode in mm-hmm. um so they they filmed the day scenes like outside like they erected it outside and they filmed the day scenes mm-hmm. and then when they had to film the night scenes they like packed up the whole grandstand and moved it to a warehouse and oh. then filmed the night scenes it seems very complicated it does like unnecessarily complicated but okay just just film it at night yeah i don't know maybe they weren't allowed to Maybe, who knows? But you know, they're uh, they watched the rehearsal and they were. Very... I was just gonna say this just sounds like something that Nathan Fielder would do. Exactly. Hmm. I don't know. 
They were ahead of their time. Yes. He, he got his idea from this. Maybe. No. <laughs> no. He did not. No. Um, so the, um, all of the extras, yeah, I, I was going to say they, they were really wearing out their uh, extra budget in this episode. Yeah. There was like a lot of yeah. extras. Um, so they did have 500 extras, mm. um, real extras, and then they like multiplied them with CGI and post-production. Mm, what um, the ring style. Exactly. And so 50 of those extras had like one, um, they, they'd like won a contest from a local uh, radio show and oh, they fun. got to be extras. Nice. That's fun. Um, so the, f- they filmed outside in a park at some point. Um, I don't know for what scene, maybe the memorial, memorial. scene yeah. could have been, I don't know. They were out they were filming in a park at some point. That's the important part. And so since it was a public part, public park, um, the police weren't able to deny anyone access. So they had a problem with like paparazzi coming in and trying mm. to like take pictures of them. Gross. So they had like the, the rest of the crew and the production staff like did like a a human they like did the linked arm thing Aww. like blocked Dang. the paparazzi i don't know oh nice um it's kind of obnoxious but you know yeah why why do humans go into that career path um because they're bad people I maybe like i don't really... know i mean not to throw stones but yeah but like know. that's pretty bad yeah it's pretty bad i don't know get a hobby also like who cares is the, is the other thing. So many people care, but also who cares? But why why care? Why care? How care? It's the five W's, yeah. you know? Who, why, what, where? What, what care? <laughs> what care? How care? Okay. Why care? When care? Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Nice. Medicare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Love, love it. That is one of the W's. That is the five the, W's in journalism. Well, you like take the W and turn it upside down, so it's... Exactly. It's the little known. If you're if you're mm-hmm. out there, if you're a journalism student studying for a test, mm-hmm. it'll give you a little extra credit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to you have to write it so that it's like Medicare and then like some arrows, so it looks like it's flipping over. Yeah, them. yeah. Or tell the teacher just to flip the paper yeah. upside down. You yeah. need instructions, or you're not going to pass. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah. Well, cool. that's all I got. All right. Well, shall we move on to our next segment, which is Blazer Watch? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. This is the segment where we analyze the fashion of the episode. Um, the general general block has a stupid big hat. I know that all generals have a stupid big hat, but why do generals have a stupid it's big hat? It's pretty big. It was pretty big. It's so big. Yeah. And stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved I mean, you hated the marching band, but mm-hmm. I did love um the main guy in the marching band that like shouted a lot because he just had like a <laughs> Like a very florid face and a giant bushy mustache. And I just, I was into him. I liked his vibe. He's cool. So how how big of a fan of Panic at the Disco were you? Did Are Not you familiar the- with the Nine in the Afternoon music video? No. It's like sort of influenced by Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. So there's okay. like, you know, some like dreamy stuff and people mm-hmm. like marching band outfits. This guy looked like he would be in that music video. Oh, she, oh okay, okay. I, I also liked his voice. He was like, yeah, very shrieky. <laughs> like one, two, three. It's like the um, Neanderthal yeah, video. Yeah, have we talked about that on the podcast? I think we have. I think we have. <laughs> like recreating a Neanderthal voice, and it's like the guy's like We've, one, two, three. We've definitely talked about. It. Okay, 
<laughs> well, you know it. But it's very funny. You know it, you love it. This guy yeah. sounded like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hmm. We talked about the grieving widow. Yes, yes. Um, Marita has a very long ankle-length coat and, mm-hmm. like, some low heels. Stylin'. Very good. Um, I do have, so, the guy, Danzinger, the other veteran that recognized him, he looks kind of exactly like, in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, there's, like, an episode where Charlie, he's, like, he's trying to get with a girl, and he's told that women love a man in uniform. (laughs) Um, And so he's like, okay, all right. So he goes to the store, and he gets, like, a, like, stereotypical, like, like what uh, Tiger looks like in this episode and, like, uh-huh. dresses up like that. Oh, nice. Um, with, like, the giant mustache and, like, the bandana and, uh, you know, all of that. Um, oh, so yeah. this guy kind of looked exactly like um, that. That's just what it made me think of. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. I thought he also kind of looked like Rust Cole from True Detective Season 1. A little, yeah, a yeah. Little bit. For sure. With, like, it was the mustache. Hair. It was the yeah, mustache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a look. Um, Markham Markers, the leader of the militia, was like balding and kind of like that weird, awkward way where like the little hair he has left around his head is really long, like kind of too long, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have any hair on the top of his head, which yeah. is fine. But maybe snip it a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, you know what? Do what you got to do. Yeah. No judgment here. He had like you know plaid shirt, jeans, a vest, just classic militia stuff. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, I did also have the last thing I have is that at one point, Tiger's beard literally looks like a fake stick-on beard. Oh, oh, I forgot about like, that. Like, I yeah. don't know what happened. I assume But it didn't not. in the rest of the episode. Yeah. Is the... Yeah. So it's like, did they have to, like, film this scene after the fact and he had already shaved or something? Maybe. The Henry Cavill. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, literally, it was, like, jet black and, like, yeah. perfect outlines. It it did look different. It was so weird. For some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. Fake stick on? Maybe. I'm a fake stick on beard truther. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that. Let's move on. Let's go to FBI Do, the segment where we analyze the development of the burgeoning romantic relationship between the two leads of the show. We do it on a doomsday clock scale where zero minutes or sorry, ten minutes to midnight is far from love. And zero minutes to midnight is right in the atomic blast zone of love. We like to give examples from the episode at hand to explain what the hell that scale means. So who would we say is 10 minutes to midnight in this episode? Uh, Tiger and the U.S. military. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. The Garfield government mm-hmm. and veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, the widow and her husband. Mm, her current husband? Old husband. Oh, 10 minutes, you think? I mean, well, they're physically apart. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I mean, maybe they want to be a zero, but they are separated. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Who do we say is zero minutes to midnight in this episode? All of the generals and kindergarten, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, also, so this is this is unconfirmed General Block and Markham. Is there oh. something going on there? Yeah, there was. I feel like there was a, there was a little vibe, right? Like, I don't There's know if they like, used to work together or something, yeah. but there's... There's a little something. Something was happening. They could have smooched. Yeah. Um, there was also, this is, we have to mention it, there was some scaffolding in the park. Mm, nice. Wait. Nice. You know what that <laughs> means? It's a sensual episode. Um, I feel like Mulder and Skinner and America 
at the all end, three of them. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, like Why little... is Mulder part of this? Well, he loves America too. He okay. Was like, okay. Come right. on. I love America. Okay. And you do too. Okay. Fair enough. You know. All right. All right. We're all having three ways with America. <laughs> Come on. Every day. Come on. Yeah. Okay. So fair enough. You know. Yeah. Um, okay, where's the boot crew? Zero. On the or, moon. Or moon. Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> Sorry. not zero. No, no, no. They're they actually, this no, is no, like no. the one where it becomes canon, which no, no, is no, no, weird. No. I meant moon. What if this was the episode? Well, we're like, just like awkwardly slotted in the middle. Mulder. And they Mulder knew and they needed something. And Scully were like, so what do you, should we just do this thing? Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, okay, let's start dating and become an official couple. The Bones way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ah, great show yeah all right well that's that's enough of that segment then i guess and i suppose we can move on to the next oh my lord it's a military jeep is coming it is cresting the hill no you know how military jeeps sound like trains i was trying to do like a like an old engine that's like kind of falling apart like it's like but i don't know that was a good impression then i'll have to work on my fully okay yeah we'll we'll get in post um, who is this week's monster of the week? Um, a few options. Okay. I mean, the obligatory answer is the U.S. military. Sure. Obviously. Yep. Yes. Um, but for funnier answers, bad goatees, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, tragic, yes. sad. Yes. Uh, or um, having your mailing list for your secret organization go public. Uh, that is embarrassing. Like, people just could read it and know who is in your secret military uh organization it's not a great idea where's the opsec exactly come on Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah i think it's just like so embarrassing that there was clearly no one else in this militia (laughs) it's just mark like that's really sad yeah did he just start this militia to impress general block which would support Mm. my theory from earlier i mean i think maybe he's Mm -hmm. like he can't keep ignoring me if i start a paramilitary militia exactly Mm -mm -mm. Mm -hmm. that's how they get you yep well what if they used to be what if they used to be like uh, kindergarten teachers at the same school and they had like a falling out, you know, like kindergarten teachers. Have. Yeah. 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 And th- this is where they've ended up. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's the plot of Abbott Elementary, I think. I think so. Yeah. I could be wrong, but that's what I um, understood. Well, I just started watching it. Um, mm-hmm. And yes, that, yeah. that is what it's about. Yeah. I've yep. seen a couple episodes and mm-hmm. it's like kind of a slow burn on yeah. that storyline. Sure, sure, sure. They don't really focus on it yet. but They I, haven't introduced the characters at all yet, in yeah, fact. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm patient. <laughs> I know it's going to happen. Love is patient. Love is kind. Exactly. And love is um, waiting for a show to become something it's not mm-hmm. and getting mad when it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yes. Always. Yes. All right. Well, shall we move on to our favorite scene or moment from this episode, which was a struggle for me this week. I uh-huh. honestly still don't. I don't know. I just sort of panicked and said the scene with the widow and Tiger. So I was okay. like, I guess it was sort of sad. Okay. Like, divorced from the episode, if you actually like thought about the reality of that situation, yes. it would be very emotional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just a bad episode. Yeah. Um... I have just the last scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very good. Um, I guess for a real answer, um, not what the scene actually is, but again, what it could be mm-hmm. is like all the crowd scenes. I do I do love like when it, there's like a big event with a crowd and there's something evil happening behind the scenes and, you know, 
the characters have to weave through the crowd and all of that. I like scenes like that. So what that scene could have been was exciting. But um, and you get to see it twice. Exactly. In one episode. It was that good. It was that good. (laughs) It's Skinner in America. Yeah. Let's be real. So true. Yeah. That's my OTP. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why he dumped his wife, presumably. Oh, he's too into America. So why does he go to Ibiza so often, I guess, is the real question, if he loves America so much. Um, you know, time away makes a heart grow fonder. That's a good point. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, we've come to the, the moment in our episode where we rate the episode. And we do this on a scale of zero to five alien head emojis. What are we given unrequited? Three and a half. Nice. No. Classic. No. Classic. You know you're always giving things three and a half. Yeah. You, you say, wow, that was the worst movie I ever saw. And then I check your letterbox the next day and it says three and a half stars. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's right. Uh, I did not give this one three and a half. Um, I think I'm going to give this one just a one. Okay. Uh, it's not one alien head emoji. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not very good, is it? Not no. very good. Not fun to watch. No. Um how he used up all his goodwill from last week. Yeah. Sorry, bud. Um, just, I just don't think this is the career for you. No. I'm sorry. Which is fine. Which is most fine. Most people can't be TV writers. Sure. But most people who can't be TV writers are not working as a TV writer. He is just such such a white man. <laughs> Failing upwards. I guess. He goes from being so bad at the X-Files that he has to leave because he can't write anything to having his own hit show. Yeah. I'm so mad. Yeah. Whatever. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's fine. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it's not very good. Uh, I, I already mentioned it. I hate in media res openings. They're just lame and cheap and dumb. Mm. Um, and then we just had to watch the entire scene twice um, just because they were clearly filling for time. Um, mm-hmm. That and their marching band. Mm-hmm. Um I really wish that Marita would, would do something more. Mm-hmm. Um, she's kind of shown up, I don't know, four or five times now, and she kind of just does the same thing every time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No personality, really. Yeah. I, I'm Again, I am rooting for her. I want her to have a personality, but it seems like the writers maybe don't. I don't know. Is she the only other recurring woman on Well, the, the moms. Oh, the moms. And Scully's sister. Yeah. Okay. So the only non-related, yes, recurring woman. <laughs> There's not a lot. There is not a lot for sure. It's tough. Yeah, it is. Hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean, I feel like the the metaphor of the episode like could have been interesting if it had been done better. But uh, I don't know the way that they dealt with it just didn't do much with it. Um, it's kind of boring. Um. Did love the ending though. Mm-hmm. the The ending is a, a full one star just for itself. It's very funny. very funny. <laughs> I wish that they had like just gone totally, fully into it and mm-hmm. just like blasted like you know, <laughs> proud to be an American. <laughs> well, they Sk- played those. Sk- Skinner like, like, dri- <laughs> like oh yeah, he salutes yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, he like drives off in a pickup truck <laughs> into the sunset, <laughs> blasting country music. <laughs> That would be great. That would have been kind of funny. Yeah. But it was pretty much that anyway. No, it was. It, it really was. Way before they got to that part. Yep, yep, yep. We can infer yep. off screen. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm going to have to concur. I also gave it one out of five alien head emojis. Nice. Um, incredibly padded. Like, it's 
you know, sometimes you got to pad for time. But when it's this noticeable, like, for example, you repeat an entire, like, five-minute scene twice in one 42-minute episode, mm-hmm. that's tough. That's tough to get past. Yeah. Um, very heavy-handed with the metaphor. Again, like you say, like, there is something there. I mean, obviously, many things have been written about the double speak of the U.S. government talking about how much they love the troops and using the troops as a propaganda tool, but treating individual veterans very horribly and Mm -hmm. using them and chewing them up and spitting them out um, and not supporting them after they come back and all of that. So, I mean, there is a story here and... You know, it's the X-Files. I'm not actually that bothered by, like, a bit of a heavy-handed metaphor. If they want to have, like, a literal invisible vet to represent that, that could be fine. Mm -hmm. But it just didn't go well. Also, like, I get that he was invisible, but it just, like, never really felt like an X-Files episode, particularly. Like, it didn't have that je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Um, Just bad. (laughs) It's not good. Yeah. Classic Howie, though. Yep. Yeah. It, you know, I guess in a way, it's nice to have like another just classic Howie episode to remind us for the road. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Would Although there's a couple more after this. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Would you like one bad episode for the road? <clears throat> I say yes. Thank you. It felt like work watching it again. <laughs> yeah. Because of that, I've seen that scene five, well, four times now in like yeah. a week. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Not a good enough scene mm-hmm. to justify that. Mm-hmm. No. Anyway. Well. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's all I got. That's it. Okay. Next week, we'll be moving on to, uh, as far as I remember, a better episode, Mm. I think. Is it a Howie episode? It is not. Okay. (laughs) We are moving on to season four, episode 17, Tempest Fugit. Mm -hmm. It is a mythology episode. Mm -hmm. And just a a tiny little teaser, the return of an old friend. (gasps) Ellen? So? I don't know. Reggie. I don't know. Glasses man. Some glasses man? Sorry, bus stop glasses man. Oh, oh of course. <laughs> um, I don't know. Someone. Someone's coming back. Okay. Well, I'm excited. Might be Reggie. As a ghost. Reggie came back as a ghost. I would lose it. And he was like a main character. Like, <laughs> this is the show Jumping the Shark. And like, he's just like a ghost that only... Well, it's kind of like the Stevie, the Stevie years yes, on Bones, yes. I guess. I'm just recreating bad things that happened on Bones. Never yep, mind. Yep, yep. Never mind. <laughs> it's going to happen next okay. week. Well, I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Well, if you had thoughts or questions for us, you can send us an email at skellynationpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on both Twitter and Instagram, also at skellynationpod. Our intro and outro music is by Groove Master Putz, and you can get more of their music on Bandcamp. Uh, also, if you are enjoying the show, please consider giving us a rating and a review on your pod catcher of choice. I guess we haven't said this on the podcast, but we have read the reviews that we received, and we've enjoyed them. Thank you very much. Gracias. Uh, also, if you are enjoying the show, spread the word about the pod. Tell your friends, your family, and... The, um, your old squad mate from Vietnam that you see in the crowd at a crowded event um, who is going to murder a general about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll uh, listen to that instead of murdering people. I mean, he can probably murder this guy. True. 
general building block kind of deserved it. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. He could listen to it while murdering him. Mm. There we go. Mm. There, we, I feel like our podcast would be a good accompaniment to murder, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, can I legally say that? Are we going to be guilty now? <laughs> this is an entertainment podcast. <laughs> this is not to be used for murder. Exactly. Don't do it. Don't do it. Murder's bad. This is our PSA. Unless it's the general. <laughs> but it's bad. Yeah. Anyway. Um, my, I've, I've been your host, Amanda. And I've been Ella. And remember, trust no one except for...